Well, good morning, everyone. My name is JB with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky, tucked away under the tall timbers of Colorado. Uh, we had quite a bit of snow last night, so I'm hoping I can get my uh, son uh, to get out there and plow for us. Uh, I don't have any place to be today, so I'm just going to be uh, kind of nestled into this warm studio and looking forward to a, a great day. I've got a couple of uh, podcasts, or at least one podcast and one interview later tonight that I'll be doing uh, on Lee Brainerd's show. But this morning, uh, on this Friday, January the 5th, 2024, I'm delighted to have uh, my good friend Patrick Wood. He needs no introduction. He's been on before. He's joined us for some of our uh, premier Zoom sessions and uh, just really have grown to love this man, appreciate his heart and his diligence of research. Uh, widely known for his research on technocracy and transhumanism, the evil twins, as he calls them in the latest uh, book. Uh, and uh, I've cited him extensively in my research. In fact, I did that uh, not having met him, just uh, knowing him as an expert and a uh, great researcher on the subject. And it wasn't until after my books came out uh, that through mutual friends, we were able to connect and I've uh, just really uh, grown to appreciate him. So I'll bring uh, Pat on here in just a moment. Today, we're going to be talking about the, the rising tide of technocracy in 2024. And Pat's uh, been working on kind of his list of predictions, so to speak, based on his uh, studied opinion of, of all of the uh, geopolitical events and the global elites and what they're doing to usher in the the ultimate technocracy that uh, the Bible describes in terms of the tribulation period. And so I can't wait to hear some of his uh, predictions. Again, not in terms of uh, like a crystal ball or that type of thing, but just uh, based on what he has been studying and what we've both been uh, studying, what, what do we see uh, that lies ahead in 2024? What are some of the potential uh, trouble spots and things that really uh, could make this year, as many are saying, a year like no other. So 2024 and the rising tide of technocracy. Uh, I'll bring Pat on here in just a moment. But as always, I want to make a couple of announcements and then read a passage of Scripture to kind of set the tone for our day. Uh, as always, I want to thank you all for your prayers and support. We uh, It seems like the Lord has put us in a season where I'm getting a lot of very encouraging emails lately, and I just thank the Lord for that. I think it was the Holy Spirit's uh, timing, uh, but very busy time at the start of the year. If you know anything about running a, a ministry, it, it you know the end of the year and start of the new year always involves a lot of administrative tasks, closing out books, starting new books. Uh, those types of things. And in our case, it's even more stressful because we're rolling out a new app, which is very time consuming. We're rolling out uh, some other new initiatives and uh, changing some systems on the back end uh, to just improve the, the, the efficiency of the ministry. And so it's just been kind of stressful. And those emails have just come in right on time. So thanks for the encouragement. And I know even if you don't have the time to email, we've got hundreds of you out there praying for us, uh, praying for my wife, Wendy, and my daughter, Brooke, and all of us that work uh, here in this uh, ministry. I also want to mention, we mentioned this on the Plum Creek Chapel prayer chain, but uh, and I know many of you are on that, but I have not yet mentioned it to the Not By Works audience. Uh, Brooke's older sister, Bethany, my oldest daughter, uh, had a terrible accident. Uh, she was attacked by an attack dog on, uh, let's see, it was two days ago, and maybe three days ago now really an unfortunate situation. Uh, she works at a kennel, very gifted with animals, has been all her life, works uh, horse farms and uh, dog kennels and things like that. But anyway, a, a trained uh, attack dog that, 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 that her company trains for police officers somehow escaped. 
while she was uh, working in another kennel and attacked her blindsided. And anyway, she's doing fine. She spent uh, quite a bit of time in the ER. They had to uh, really clean up the wound. It was pretty severe on her leg, uh, stitch it up in three, two or three places. But uh, she's doing much better, still in a lot of pain. Uh, but uh, Lord willing, as long as we don't see any infection and the, the wounds all heal up, she should be fine. But continue to keep Bethany in your prayers. And I know many people have been praying for her. So wanted to mention that. And then finally, want to mention on Monday, two big events coming up this Monday. And I want to remind you of both of them. One of them is for the entire Not By Works listening audience. I'm going to have the privilege of interviewing Tom Hughes on Monday from Jerusalem. He's over there in Israel now, and he he has agreed to come on our show Monday. Uh, there's about a nine-hour difference, but we've worked out the time uh, so that we should be able to post that interview sometime uh, early to midday on Monday, uh, right after we do the interview. So uh, watch for that to drop on Monday. That will be Monday's podcast. Again, it'll be Tom Hughes reporting live from Jerusalem. He's going to give us some updates on the war and uh, nobody better uh, to really uh, give us uh, that uh, report. And then on Monday night for our premier subscribers, we've got our next premier live Zoom session, which you can uh, tune into. And this uh, month's guest is going to be Bill Salas. He's going to take your questions live, answer questions. I'll dialogue with him for you. It's not too late to sign up for our premier membership. It's a small monthly fee, and uh, you get these uh, Zoom sessions at least once or twice a month uh, sometimes, as well as a lot of other free material that normally uh, costs from our store. A lot of the streaming videos, a lot of the other uh, resources that are available to the public for sale come with the premier membership. Uh, so, uh, and lots of other free resources and, and uh, documents, PDFs and things like that. So if you're interested, check that out. But for those of you that are premier members, uh, uh, check your premier page. We've got an announcement on there. It's Monday night, six o'clock central time. And if you're available, tune in. If not, we always record those premier Zoom sessions and premier members can go back and watch them at their leisure. So Monday's going to be a big day. Can't wait. And uh, as always, check out the podcast from this week. We've had a great week uh, already. We had uh, Stand Up for the Truth yesterday with Mary Danielson. Of course, World Events Update with Randy. And we had Leo Homan on earlier in the week. So, but glad to close it out with my good friend, Patrick Wood. Uh, you know, in Joel chapter two, Joel is prophesying of those events that will occur around the second coming of Christ, the return of Christ to usher in his kingdom. And Joel chapter two begins with these first two verses. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of, la of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people came, great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. And then uh, if you cross-reference that to Matthew chapter 24, Jesus himself said of that time surrounding his return to establish the kingdom, quote, for then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And I thought about both of those verses, Pat, and I looked up the uh, the note in my Bible, and in the note it said, 
2024. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's uh, that's true or not. But I tell you what, it does seem like this is a time of darkness and gloominess uh, and uh, a time like no other. So welcome back to the program, uh, Patrick. A happy New Thank Year. You. Merry Christmas and, and glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Uh, you know, I want to just preface this a little bit by saying we live in the most exciting time of history, I believe. When I was a young Christian back in the 70s, I wanted, I had this fantasy that, oh, if I could only just live in Jesus' time, mm -hmm. you know, and wear the sandals and follow him and see the miracles and all that stuff, that was a thrill that just, that was my fantasy, you know, <laughs> that's just great, great stuff. I've changed my opinion, totally. <laughs> now we see why we are here in this generation. Mm because we're not up we're not of it but we're in it you know we're 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 seeing this parade go by but we were, should remember that we as christians are supposed to be the ambassadors mm. <laughs> for christ to this generation to explain to them what is going on yeah and th this this puts this different spin on life right now for a Christian should be. People tell me, well, you know, we, we're not going to go through the uh, tribulation, but things could really bad, get bad, you know, for now. Yes, that's true. But you know what? Name a time when, the, when God has not seen you through trouble. Hmm. Name a time. I can't do that personally. I've been through ups and downs all my life, and he's always been faithful for me. Amen. Yeah. And this 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 will this is an attribute from from God that will see us through, because he's not going to let us be utter utterly demolished. So we can be in this mess that we're in right now, and maintain a, a light heart on one sense for, for maybe for, for ourselves, but for the rest of the world, we should be grieving Wow, for them. I mean, that is such a good perspective. You know, so often we, we take the perspective of just enduring or surviving or persevering yes. or even preparing. And all of that is, is important and true, but you're so right. We have a job to do. So many passages come to mind. I mean, Paul yeah. said in Philippians 2.15 that we're supposed to shine like lights in the midst of this perverse generation. <laughs> Yes. Jesus used a similar analogy in the in the Sermon on the Mount, talking about uh, yeah. a light on a hill. I mean, we have a job yeah. to do. We yeah. need to wake others up and uh, point them uh, to Christ. So great word. Yeah. You know, yeah. You th think about a fireman. When a fireman sees a fire, what does he do? He runs toward it. To he, it does, he doesn't run away. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell everybody else about it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. No. He sees a fire, he'll run for it every time. Same thing with with a soldier. They don't. Uh, they're well. When with with our with our trained uh, whatever are, are now the soldiers today. Maybe this isn't true, but yeah. a, a soldier is, is supposed to be trained to run run to the firefight, not uh, uh, you know, and cowardice run away. So this is this is us. This is us. We see a fire. We should be running for it immediately. Yeah. And uh, so, 
<clears throat> with all this uh, sa said, I'm going to probably lay some heavy stuff on people, maybe. But uh, hey, that's what it is right now. This yeah. is where we are. Yeah, and Peter's God is in God is in charge. Yes, great, great reminder. We know who wins in the end. And and again, as has often been said, when things are falling apart, it's just a reminder that God is bringing everything together. You know. Yes. And uh, right. and you know, Peter said that our adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And I picked up a phrase some time ago. I don't even remember who said it, but uh, it, it it's a great point. And that is, uh, we should run towards the roar. You know, we're not supposed to run away, but run towards it. And yes. uh, these days, as you said, you know, with your military analogy, I just saw an article this morning that the Space Force is promoting some dress-wearing male general to some level of authority. And, uh, you know, these days, yeah. when the, the, the alarm goes off, a lot of our male soldiers, sadly, are running back to their closets to pick up their high heels and put on their makeup. But uh, this is a time when we need to be uh, yeah. old. Yes strong and remember greater is he who is in us uh, than he who is in yes, the world exactly so what do well, you see I have, uh, i've been i've been uh writing uh my year uh year end and into the next year predictions for well over 20 years now i've done this every year i've not been quite accurate perhaps uh but I've scored a lot of things as well. This is mostly what I write is what I see in other people's writings, especially the people that are perpetrating this stuff on the world today. They're the ones that are calling the shots right now. They're the ones that we should be paying attention to. Not this, uh, the rumors and the fear mongering, you know, that we see elsewhere. Uh, and people are sure, uh, surely given over to make up stuff but if we kind of ground ourselves and what these people have been saying we get a pretty good picture where we're headed right now so you know having said that the one thing i want to uh really uh bring up is that you know i've been following the trial out commission for over 40 45 years a long time I know these people, by and large, like the back of my hand. They've been orchestrating the modern globalization that we see today, every single facet of it, in my, in my opinion. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but last year in March, there was a, 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 what, what they call a plenary meeting of the Trilateral Commission. It ha happened in uh, India. That's where they all get together, not just in groups, but they all get together at the same time. And at that meeting, uh, one member of the Trilateral Commission stood up and he said, uh, let me get it up here so I don't misquote. Um well, okay, what happened? what happened to my screen here? Oh, my gosh. While you're looking for that, uh, so that some of our folks who may not know, the Trilateral Commission is kind of the uh, counterpart to the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Trilateral Commission was started by David Rockefeller. I think Brzezinski was one of the first yes. leaders of it, and they've been a key, uh, really Luciferian uh, think tank and uh, yes. cog in the globalist wheel for, for all these decades. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So 
when they said this last year in March, uh, they've, and this is a direct quote, they said this year, 2023, is year one of this new global order. Mm. Point Pointedly. Uh, they put out, and he also said, three decades of globalization defined as integrated, free market-based, and deflationary has been replaced by what we will meet uh, a multi-decade period of globalization defined as fragmented, uh, not free market-based, but in industrial policy-based and structurally inflationary. Then he says, this year, 2023, is one year one of this glo global order. Now, this, I was probably the only one that freaked out over that. You know, nobody ever listens to what these people say. <laughs> I saw that, no. Whoa, wait a minute. You can't run this by me without getting a rise out of me. They've been pre preaching this new international economic order for all these years from when, when they first started in uh, 1973. Like you said, Dave, David Rockefeller, Zbigniew Brzezinski, Henry Kissinger, etc. These people were the Pied Pipers of the new international economic order. And when we saw new back then, we didn't know what that mean, meant really. I mean, what does new mean? Well, it means supposed to be new, but we couldn't conceive what they were talking about back then because we didn't understand what technocracy was in a, in a historic sense. Mm -hmm. But now I do. And now I've been watching them. Okay, when is this new international economic order going to pop? It's been in process all these years. They've been building infrastructure for it for all these years like a huge giant you know gigantic uh construction project when is it going to pop now it apparently last year it popped mm. that means if we can take them at their word that means year two is 2024 yeah what is that what does that mean for us well they're the ones that said they're going to create a new international economic order we have it now with sustainable development, all the other things go along with that. That's te technocracy, warm, warmed over from the 1930s, by the way. So this is a place what I would start in analyzing 2024. Yeah, I mean, and that last comment there is very important for people to understand. A lot of people have the mistaken notion that all of the things that have happened in the last three years were just opportunistic uh, ideas from the bad guys as a reaction to COVID, but nothing could be further from the truth. This has been, you know, charted and plotted and planned for decades, going back, at least the technocracy portion of it, going back to the 30s, as you've yeah. shown extensively, and as I talk about in my new book, Rise of the Global Technocracy. But uh, we also talked about and, and proved unequivocally in, in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, that the, or Volume 1, rather, that the pandemic itself was pre-planned for 20 yes. years. So yes. this wasn't just some, oh, let's take advantage of a crisis, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> they created and, and planned the crisis well in advance as a means to an end uh, of order out of chaos and, and ushering in a one world system politically, 
economically, as you're talking about, and religiously. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, this is uh, that's very interesting that they came right out the trilaterals anyway and said, yeah, last year was year one. Uh, so, what does that mean for year two? What are you seeing? Well, we see lots of things on the horizon right now. The first first one is what was also year one last year for 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 a certain topic that would be artificial intelligence mm. when chat gpt was released by open ai in november of 2022 it really didn't get uh you know for the first two years two months of the the end of that year then 2023 hit it has exploded all over the planet in ways that nobody ever could have expected uh within two months they had a hundred million mm -hmm. uses sucking off of chat gpt mm -hmm. it was the biggest rollout and uh, adoption by the public and businesses around the world too uh, news jests, you name it, you name it, uh, everybody got in, in the act. <clears throat> this is already revolutionizing many industries. But this is now year two. And if you look at what happened, um, you know, just kind of the, the, the first uh, tidal wave of uh, whatever activity with AI last year, 2024 is going to be, it could be the year that reality dies. Hmm. We'll talk about this in a minute. Wow. Reality um, dies. That's uh, that's right out of Satan's playbook. He is the great is. imposter, an angel of light, masquer you know, masquerading yes. as an angel of light. And he's he's the great imposter that's, that's going to ultimately embody the Antichrist himself. Yes, exactly. So we know a little bit about chat GPT, um, but now, as you would expect, uh, OPA, OpenAI jumped, jumped the gun on everybody else. They leapfrogged everybody else. Su surprised them, I'm sure. But now we have Google in the, in, in the game. Google has just released two weeks ago it's new Gemini mm -hmm. AI pro program project. They're rolling it out right as we speak. It's going to be orders of magnitude beyond just chat GPT. Mm. <laughs> I put some videos in my, uh, my Substack account, by the way, that uh, just explain what Gemini is all about and the capabilities it has. There's nothing like it in the world today. They're expecting this is going to revolutionize everything that they do at Google and not in just a search engine, but everything that they're going to do at Google for probably decades. Uh, if, they, if they don't destroy themselves in the, in the meantime, but this is uh this is huge and i think back to a time in the 70s eight probably about 78 or so where i was in this software business at that time 
And so I had a, a kind of rudimentary uh, understanding of programming, et cetera. And uh, I, I saw in Scottsdale, where I was living at the time, that there was an, an, this conference that was about something called artificial intelligence. And what? You know, this is back then, right? What is that, man? I got to see what that is. So I, I went down there. It's a very nice hotel. And here I heard the one, one of the founders of the AI movement, a guy by the name of Marvin Minsky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good old Marvin. Yeah, we talk about Marvin in, in my new book. I didn't realize you had had the chance to to hear him in person. Wow, uh, this is where I this is where I what I what I went away with at that point. Okay, I heard them explaining that they talked that for two, three days. I couldn't take it. <laughs> After a day, I was I'm out of here. They talked about the statement John gave Mary the book. That's all I talked about. Hmm. You can't believe how much goes into that. The statement, John gave Mary the book. Crazy. But this was the this was what he called back then his frames theory, all predicated on this statement. And others kind of like it. But John gave Mary the book. They beat this to get death in that conference. That's where this that's where this all started. That's where that's in 1978 eight, at least that's where where it was. Now Look you're going you're, you're to have to explain uh, for for me anyway, maybe some of our users are good. What what was the point? I mean, what were they why were they focusing on that, you know, grammatical statement there as a discussion yes. of AI? They were trying to create artificial intelligence period huh. that was it why did they need it was there a was there a, a cry for oh we we need to have this no they they just made it up basically and when you say artificial intelligence especially back then i look i look at my experience now look at the, these people were stark raving mad hmm. why would you care to invent artificial intelligence when you have human intelligence yourself. Why would you do that? Huh. It's still a mystery to me, but I'll tell you what, this this is this is the way technocr technocrats work. They don't invent because there's a need to do so. They invent because they can, period. Right. Yeah, and of course, from a spiritual perspective, it's not a mystery because we know Satan, ever since he got kicked out of heaven, has been trying to overcome and overtake God and be God uh, himself. And that's what Paul tells us the Antichrist is going to do in Second Thessalonians 2, set himself up as God. But so Satan has been trying to uh, exercise creative powers, as it were, and even some of these technocrats, and, and I realize that there is a a scientific element to it going back to its inception. And a lot of the people involved in the research may or may not be aware of the, the Luciferian uh, roots of it and connection to it. But absolutely at the top level, these people, they are using uh, the transhumanist agenda and the techno technocracy uh, to attempt to overcome humanity and improve 
humanity. That's what uh, Yuvalno Harari yes. talks a lot about. We got to do yes. better than what mm. these old humans that God made are. So yeah, I think uh, I think it may be a mystery from a logical standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint, <laughs> we understand yes. what's behind it, don't we? You, I think so, really. And when you look at when when you ask the question. Who needs artificial intelligence? Think back to uh, like 1975. Who needs artificial intelligence? And if if any if there if anybody buddy back then was a visionary on this, certainly Miski was. But um, you know, if you look forward from there, where you're gonna where you're gonna take this, you can see the devil leading people in that direction, because there will be a time when artificial intelligence takes over for human intelligence we've you i know you've talked about this and uh, with the, the spirit of antichrist and the false prophet and so on in the scripture we see a time in the future where this artificial intelligence will be so human like what it'll fool everybody in in the thinking it has intellect it has emotions mm -hmm. it whatever it has wisdom all at, the, all at the expense of human intelligence, which right. has been, you know, it's been okay. Uh, human intelligence has been just fine. It's done great job for all these thousands of years. We need now artificial intelligence. No, we yeah. don't need it. We but they decided they we yeah. we need we needed needed it. Period. Yeah. I mean, right, uh, traditional human intelligence has done some pretty amazing things. It's too bad we can't build a wall around our border, but we're working on it. But uh, uh, yeah, going back to Minsky, I, I pointed out in, in my new book, uh, Spirit of the False Prophet, in chapter six, that uh, Minsky, of course, is you know kind of the founder, if you will, of artificial intelligence. He's he was he's the one that first used the term. Uh, he was a Harvard guy, but. Uh, uh, and he co-founded MIT's AI laboratory. But uh, what's interesting I found was that Minsky was an advisor on Stanley Kubrick's film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. And the name of one of the movie's characters, Victor Kaminsky, was a nod to Marvin uh, Minsky. Yeah. So he's he's really an AI guru. And I'm jealous that you actually uh, uh, <laughs> met him or at least heard him in person. So <laughs> I know it was it was an amazing uh, I, I, back then I was a stupid young kid, basically, you know, I just I didn't know anything about anything, but I did come away that I was still a, a Christian at that point. But I, I came with that came away from that. Just puzzled, like, who cares? You know, wh where was where is this going to happen? Where is this going to take us? And obviously, it take it take us to now, where Google, for instance, just released uh, their Gemini product. That's just going to blow the socks off off of AI all over the place. So yeah. here we go. But one of the things that we need to consider here is that the the collapse of reality may be at hand for the world at large, at least large segments of the world. I think back to people like uh, 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 Toffler and his wife, Heidi uh, Alvin Toffler, wrote the book, what, the early 70s called um, Future Shock. Mm -hmm. it talked about how technology was going to uh, out uh how to step our ability to understand it. It, it. it ended up looking like magic to us. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty dis descript good description. 
But now we see that <clears throat> that reality is floating for many people who they're they're like the like the I, the airline pilot who has to fly into a fog fog bank and he doesn't have instrument, instruments. Mm. What do you do? If if you don't have any horizon, you know don't, don't know where you are, what you where you're going, you'd be running a mountain for you if you know uh care and this is the way the people are are taking this at this point where they're falling away from everything is real in their life and the what what people some experts at least in the ai field are saying the this is going to lead to a collapse of reality to where people could not understand what's real yeah yeah no when, i, I when they see it, they would not would not look at as real at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about that extensively just from the research I did for the for my last book in chapter six. That's what the people that are you know on the front lines of this are worried about. They're not even believers, most of them. This isn't coming from a biblical worldview. They're just saying, you know, we've pretty much crossed the Rubicon here, and we don't know if we can ever get back. We're not going to be able to distinguish reality from fiction and of course from yeah. a biblical perspective that plays right into the hand of the uh, circumstances we see during the 70th week of daniel with the image of the beast and people mm -hmm. believing the lie and the strong delusion and all of those types of things and and that's why jesus warned repeatedly in his final mm -hmm. great sermon that he gave just before he was arrested and and, and tried uh be not deceived be not deceived be not deceived a great deception is coming and uh you know this is why we we've got to stay rooted in uh the word of god yes it does it does now let me introduce your people to a, a new word this is a tough one for, for for me to say probably for anybody but especially because i had stroke last year <laughs> yeah. the the word is called simulacrum simulacrum and what it means is this it there was well let me i have to give you uh the movie that kind of back this back, backs this up in a way that would would be the movie the matrix the matrix <clears throat> was released in 2000 many people list saw it back then especially the the first uh iteration of it but in that movie there was a book that was uh, show kind of like an Easter egg right at the beginning <clears throat> called simulation, simula simulation and simulacrum. That book was by a French philosopher by the name of Jean Bouillard. <clears throat> he was a guy, and intentionally or not, who inspired the movie The Matrix. You remember all the people that were walking around normally and on a street doing jobs, all that kind of stuff. They were living in this simulation that where their bodies actually will, were in this uh, in pods, uh, you know, being harvester harvested for energy somewhere else. But they had no clue that they're they're living a life, but it wasn't a life. It was just a, a, an image of a life. This was what this is where this concept came up of a sim simulacrum 
where when you when you get so far away from the image of reality that it becomes a mirage and then finally gets divorced from reality completely then you enter an into the state of a simulacrum or the plural is uh simulacrum simulacra is a single instance and this is different than just a simulation or maybe just a false representation of reality this is where ai is pushing us right now not just in a simulation not just in uh some you know something's really connected to it on the outside this is something different we've never experienced as a, as a society before yeah so this i say this will be the year of 2024 i say this is going to be the year of the simulacrum because if so if reality starts to close in well not not close in get divorced from people there's going to be trouble chaos like we've never seen before yeah uh boy i mean I, there's so many things running through my mind right now so simul acrum to help our listeners uh visualize it it's it's from the latin simul think similitude or semblance and acrum form and it actually from from the quick uh search i just did was first used in the 16th century of uh representations of a god or king in a form of a statue so it's again it's not the real thing it's the fake and then yeah the whole uh, matrix movie is 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 where it really yeah. kind of takes uh takes takes on its uh, meaning uh but th this whole idea of, of of altered reality they've been working on this type of mind control type stuff mm -hmm. forever and and what i think is going to happen is it is going to add into and fuel the panic that many people believe is going to come with a, a a a cumulative effect of all kinds of things all at once this year that whether it's an economic crash a, a terrorist attack uh you know a civil war civil unrest martial law you know so any kind of thing biological weapons another pandemic you know the list goes on uh like you said none of us you know are perfect prognosticators but all you got to do is look at the bible look at their own writings the luciferians what they say they are plotting and planning and they've been talking about this very decade for over a hundred years yes. back to alice yes. bailey and some of those yes. types mm -hmm. so uh you know i i think this uh this this uh, this concept of a simulacrum or however you say it similar yes. simulacrum that's right is uh is going to be you know just people are going to wake up and just wonder where am I? I've had that feeling. You probably have too. In, in all my travels, there was a time when I was traveling 200 days a year for 10 years. I would literally wake up some mornings in the hotel yeah. and not even remember where I was. I'd have to look at my calendar on my phone and say, where am I supposed to be to speak today? And yes. what am I supposed to say? What time do I have to set up? It, it's bizarre, that feeling when you sort of yes. lose touch with reality, but that's going to be the norm, isn't it? For some people. It, it, it is. And listen, for Christians, beware of this concept of a simulacrum. You're not immune to it. Don't think that, well, I'll never do that, you know, that I'll never follow that, follow, fall into that. Yes, you can. This is one of the reasons 
why people need to be anchored the, to the only source of reality that we understand is the Bible and God in particular. Mm. They, he is the source of reality, period. Mm. If you lose touch with him, you're going to be a sentient duck for this thing. Yeah, the Bible is the only standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices. It is the infallible truth. Uh, it, 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 remember, this is a cosmic battle between God and Satan, ultimately. What yes. we see spilling over into the realm of time, space, and matter is just a reflection of what started in the heavens, you know, uh, thousands of years ago. And so, you know, it, it, in the sense of it being God versus Satan, what we see now is it's you know, it's the uh, truth versus fiction. Well, what is truth? The word of God. Jesus said, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And so God, the Bible is God's way of saying, here I am, look at me. And if we if we keep our eyes fixed on him and on the word, uh, it will help us identify all of the deception that's coming coming our way. Yes, exactly. The, the other, uh, another topic I really want to talk about here is uh, free speech in particular. You, you know, I've been associated with uh, Citizens for Free Speech for since I founded it actually in 2018. Um, this is a, a, a topic near and dear to my heart because free speech is what, where we live, right? We have the ability to free, freely speak that gives us the opportunity to, for instance, to share the gospel. <laughs> but in America, some, place, some places in the country, in the world, you can't do that. We have free speeches, amazing thing. Uh, it's also existential from, from the freedom that we have today. This year, 2024, may be the end of free speech as we as ever know it known it in the past there's forces starting with the united nations for sure but more than beyond that <clears throat> that are trying to kill free speech altogether mm. and i i'm this is not just for what you speak but also what you believe they're trying to figure out a way to get into people's heads to change the way that they reason through things so that they could come to the conclusion that they the that elite wants them to come to when we talk about the stuff leading up to this we see an orchestrated um effort by especially since 2016, a specialized effort to create an, uh, an infrastructure, a framework, uh, a skeleton of an engine, an engine that will literally destroy free speech everywhere. This has been in the making for some time now. We know that now, just in last and uh, last month uh maybe november we, we started to get in a picture of it but now we see very clearly that they've been in, intentionally creating this architecture where they can destroy free speech forever mm. and now they're just bringing into play at the beginning of 2024 this is i have to go back to my 
my uh, uh, the, the analogy of a bit a large building. You look at the pictures of the skyscrapers behind me. Those skyscrapers didn't get built in a day. They even before you saw the first shovel shovel of dirt, they were they went through financing, they architect, uh, permits, you name it. You know this take, takes years in some cases before the first uh, brick is is or steel whatever is laid in place. But when the building finally gets approved and it's all ready to go. Boom, it goes just, uh, and you're driving along. Whoa, where'd that come from? I didn't see that last week, you know, and there's this big building. Well, you. this is the way we've had this stuff sprung on us. They they first get all the, the ducks lined up in a row. They all get the permits, if you will. They get the financing, if you will, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, Whatever the project is, all of a sudden, boom, there it goes up the ground, off the ground. This is what's happening with free speech right now, the attack on free speech. This is mean-spirited, spirited for sure. It's existential for us if we do not have the ability to speak again. And I'm thinking in, in, in my mind, in my own life, I started the out in when I was a very young guy as in the printing business. I had pr printing presses, they were cool. Uh, they say you never never get the ink out from under your fingers, probably true. But I'm thinking in my that back in my mind, there's gonna be a day when we have to go back to the printing press mm. for distribution of information. The post office is not going to be a reliable uh, way to deliver anything because they're scanning every piece of mail that goes up that, that it comes through their, to them. They know every where everything goes and who's who who you get mail from. They could put this whole network together and see everything from the top down. Who's associating with who? So. We may not have, have that as a means of distribution, but nevertheless, if we're going to remain, you know, have some ability to speak and influence people, spread the, spread the word, if you will, we may have to be, go, you know, go back to paper yeah. and ink. Yeah, I, I've mentioned this before, but it's been a while. But the the, the last Mission Impossible uh, movie uh, that came out uh, had a powerful scene. We we watched. Mm -hmm. I think it was either last summer or maybe last fall, but uh, had a powerful scene. And of course, the whole plot is snatched from the headlines. It's about a rogue AI that takes over the world, and uh, and so there's a scene in there that was very uh, just poignant and uh, you know affected me when you know they're rapidly trying to. Uh, capture all of the data uh, before AI takes over and changes it. And so they've got this, there's this scene where there's this massive warehouse, thousands of people sitting at tables with old fashioned typewriters, thousands of them. And they're rapidly as fast as they can go retyping and rekeying in everything onto print paper so that they can save it to have a record of reality. Uh, but, you know, that's what the Luciferians have been doing for years is changing history. You know, uh, they, 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 
I, I talk a lot about that in my yeah. Spirit of the Antichrist books because it's so critical to them to control the narrative. So that's what compulsory government schooling mm -hmm. was all about. That's yes. what controlling the textbook industries were all about. They mm -hmm. control the narrative. But with AI, boy, you can just instantly uh, eliminate <laughs> truth, change it, and you don't know if you're looking at the original source material or not. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah you really don't know. And worse now, the, the like with uh, Gemini, that's Google's new product, <clears throat> it will be able to an, uh, a tailor an experience for you that will hook you individually based on all of your preference, preference uh, you know, preferences and all the searches you've ever, ever done and whatever, everything it knows about you, it will craft a trap for you personally to change your mind and potentially change the way you think. Mm -hmm. This is, I, 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 sh I should stress this again. What you say, you could be forced to say something and you don't, maybe you didn't want to do it, but you could, somebody could put a gun in you and said, say this. Okay, well, I'll say that. But being forced to say something is not the same as, as believing it that you need to say something think of the movie uh or the book uh 1984 oh yeah, yeah. when winston finally th went over the, th the the edge of not just saying what they wanted him to say but he believed it in his head in the end and they got through his brain. That was the whole, one of the points, biggest points of the, the book and movie, I think. This is where the, the PSYOP, if you were, for your brain now is moving in this direction where it will target you individually. This is gonna be very difficult for people to figure this out because you know everybody wants to go to Google and YouTube or whatever to find stuff, you know. But be careful. Yeah. Be careful you, what you get. You used you, to be able whatever, to do whatever that. you search for, you're gonna get a, an answer. You might not you bet you might not like it, but you you yeah. better consider it. <laughs> yes. Self-deception is the worst form of deception because uh, it's just almost impossible to dig out from. And uh, I see that happening more and more and more today. They they love to put out misinformation and disinformation. They know that particularly among the truth community that are that are, you know, uh, awake to the reality of, of, of the narratives being false and that, you know, all, all that we've been told is likely not really a reflection of reality. Uh, they know those people are prone to believe certain things. And so they target them with misinformation that then discredits the truth. We, we see that again and again and again. And, and so, you know, back when Wendy and I first started looking into all this uh, with uh, my friend Shane uh, at his urging, uh, as I, I talk about in my introduction to Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1, you know, it wasn't as controlled. And so you could use YouTube to just find videos that had been posted and you could actual, you know, eyewitness accounts and those types of things. Now they've scrubbed all of that. And and it's it's much easier to do that than people mm -hmm. think. I mean, there was a, 
an incident in Florida here just recently. We still don't have all the details, but some of the eyewitness accounts coming out about a shooting at the mall there, you didn't even get mainstream attention. They totally just ignored it. But uh, some of the eyewitness accounts are quite different from what is now officially coming out. But you look at people's cell phone uh, footage of it uh, that has leaked out because they confiscated cell phones. They uh, instigated a blackout. There was all kinds of weird things happening. I don't even know yet what the, what it's all about. But you look at some of the people's cell phones, there were as many as 30 to 50 police officers there. I mean, this was a big deal. You don't send 30 to 50 police officers no. to a scene just for a, they claimed in the end, it was just a few kids fighting with each other in the mall. Uh, I don't think so. And, and I don't want to get into some of the eyewitness reports because I don't know yet whether this is misinformation or disinformation, but that's just an example of how quickly they can control the narrative, even in a major city by, you know, scrubbing the internet, uh, confiscating cell phones, controlling the local media. We know they do that. Uh, we have shown mm -hmm. examples of that, uh, from, you know, operation mockingbird and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, that's kind of a, wow. It's a foreboding thought to think about, you know, the, the free speech really ultimately going away, especially in a country that was founded upon free speech, you know? It, exactly. And that's why it's this extent existential for us as a nation and as a society to maintain free speech. It's going to be really hard. I'll tell you, it's because these people are, we have the combined weight of all the intel, intelligence agencies in the world, practically, and the United Nations, all of all the contractors and the NGOs, whatever are aligned with an with them and the likes of the world economic forum etc there's that's a lot of pressure to mm. put on society mm. but they want to transform everything into this new technocratic society you will not in that in that scientific dictatorship if it comes to this point and it will at some point maybe not at the end of 2024 but this you can see it coming there will be a time when you do not speak for uh, for fear of being canceled out of the society mm. altogether. Where if you dare not was to speak anything that's contrary, you will be xed out. Maybe lose your job, lose your your bank account, um, whatever your you know everybody has to have cash uh, a credit card now if your credit card gets nixed how do you buy and sell this 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 tough questions some people are act, actually experiencing this net right now not in a mass way but you can see it you can see the handwriting on the wall here the scientific dictatorship where they're moving us forward forward into is going to be completely controlling everybody down to the gnat's whisker mm -hmm. you can see it in china right now with the social credit scoring system that they have over there that's just probably uh just a four forerunner forerunner what we see headed at us right now wow so you know we, we're we're in it in an age now we need to be careful not to step in it 
remember <laughs> the scripture spoke, speaks to him, this particularly that we're not supposed to be we're we're in the world but not of it if this is if nobody ever got that before this day they probably got to get it now you you're going to be in it but you're not going to be of it because if you do you're going to be locked into this you know robot mod, mind bot whatever life existence uh. detached, detached from reality living in a simulacrum and what where do you how do you reason to somebody with the this in that state this this is the problem this churches have dealt with this i know even think things like the emergent church you know well we we need to contextualize the, the gospel you know to reach people well listen you ain't seen nothing yet because we are the ones who need to take the gospel to these people how you how can you reach them if they they have no anchor of a reality that you can hook up with yeah <laughs> it's, yeah wow <laughs> wow this is amazing we're going to obviously have to have you on again uh, i'll check with you after the show today and see if you've got some time next week because i'd like to continue through your list you've talked about ai you've talked about uh freedom of speech you've, there's so many other things that all come together but um I'd like to just wrap up with some encouragement from Scripture, and, and you always do such a great job of bringing it back to uh, God's Word and, and the biblical worldview. But uh, first of all, let me uh, mention, folks can reach you at technocracy.news, right? Exactly. Technocracy.news. And folks, if you're not already subscribed to his paid subscription, you need to do that. It is uh, uh, worth its weight in gold. Uh, I mean, the amount of information that he puts out is just phenomenal. So please check out technocracy.news, subscribe, and uh, and I, I hope we can have you not only back on the podcast, but uh, time permitting and your schedule permitting uh, back on our premier Zoom session again to take questions from our premier members. Yeah. Um, but thanks for, for, for being with us today. I want to close out by reminding folks of a well, first of all, I want to thank you because you gave me two new phrases. Uh, you, you're <laughs> such an educated man. Every time we talk, I pick up phrases. I learned the phrase simulacrum or simulacrum, yes, yes. and I also learned the phrase down to the gnat's whisker. That's a, that's a new one for me. So that's that's good. Thank you for that. Uh, but uh, folks, uh, a passage that we often think about is Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. But yeah. I want to close out by reminding you, what spirit has God given us? If he's not given us a spirit of fear, what spirit has he given us? Well, in that same passage, Paul, who, of course, is writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, whom he loved dearly, he is reminding him of the faith that he had and the gift that he got the moment he placed his faith in Jesus Christ. And when we place our faith in Jesus Christ and become believers, the Holy Spirit takes up residence, permanent residence. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of, 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 of promise. And that uh, spirit is a spirit of power and resurrection power, the power to overcome the penalty of sin and give us the gift of eternal life, of love, the very agape love of God that is exemplified in Christ's atoning work on the cross. But that last phrase there, a sound mind, 
that comes to my mind as we've been talking yes. uh, with Patrick Wood here about this simulacrum, this uh, attack on free speech, this uh, being able to discern reality from fiction, the whole concept of deception. If you know the Lord, and, and I hope you do, if you've not placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again for your sins, today's the day to do that. It's a simple matter of, matter of childlike faith. Who are you trusting to forgive your sin and give you the gift of eternal life? Uh, if it's anything or anyone else, you, you your faith is misplaced. It needs to be in Jesus Christ. But if you've done that, we have, as Paul describes in Colossians, the mind of Christ. We have uh, the ability through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to navigate these very murky, foggy, as uh, Patrick described in his analogy with the pilot, uh, you know, times successfully. So God has not given you a spirit of fear. Rather, he's given you the Holy Spirit, uh, and that's a spirit of power, love, and of sound mind. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Patrick. Uh, any closing words for our listeners? You know, I I probably don't, but I'll, I'll remind people the, the most important thing that God will ever show you and get or give you is the power of love mm. where where mind cannot connect with mind because there's no irrational you know irrational you know rational thought any anywhere somehow there's a mist this this i don't i don't want to get weird on this but there's a there's a a, a a kind of a mystical thing about love god god draws us with his love yes we can't really understand that, but it has a quality, especially his love, agape, agape love. When we reach out to people who we want to communicate with, we want to, you know, make lead them to Christ. The may that may be in the end of it, the only thing you can use is love, mm. not not just debating stuff, you know, well, I'm trying to, you know, you got a, you got a hard head, you know, blah, blah, blah. You may not find in the end of it that, that, you know, love is the only thing can reach through. Well yeah. said. I mean, you cannot argue someone into the faith and that's going to become especially hard anyway, when yes. rational thought, uh, you know, go, goes by the wayside. But uh, yes. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God demonstrates right. his love toward us, and that while yes. we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So yes. love reigns uh, supreme. The greatest is love. So thank you for that. Well, folks, um, boy, what a great uh, discussion today. We've been talking with Patrick Wood, technocracy.news technocracy.news. <clears throat> Tune in again Monday, uh, Lord willing, unless anything unexpected happens, we will have our podcast with Tom Hughes uh, reporting from Jerusalem in Israel. And then Monday night for our premier subscribers, you can tune in for our live Zoom session, six o'clock central time. And uh, we'll take questions uh, for Bill Salas, who will be with us. And uh, if you're not able to make it, Premier members, uh, don't forget, we always record that and post it at our Premier page, so you can go back and watch it at your leisure. If you're not a Premier member, consider subscribing. Just go to notbyworks.org and uh, click on the store button, and you can learn more about our Premier subscription. Well, God bless you, everyone. Uh, stay strong. Continue to stay in the Word of God, and we will talk again soon.